And it is being suggested that within the Mr. Ed TV theme song, there are hidden satanic messages, subliminal references to the devil. Let's give it a listen. Hello, I'm Mr. Satan. horse is a horse, of course, of course, and no one can talk to a horse, of course, that is, of course, unless the horse is the famous Mr. Satan. Go right to the source and ask the horse, he'll give you the answer that you endorse. He's always on a steady course. Talk to Mr. Satan. People yakety-yak the streak and waste your time a day, but Mr. Satan will never speak unless he has something to say. A horse is a horse, of course, of course, and this one will talk till his voice is hoarse. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. I am Mr. I don't hear anything, do you? No. No. No, no I there's don't, nothing. I don't hear anything. Uh-huh. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. Gee, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love time. This guy, uh, McCoy Tyner was his name. He was 81 years old, very influential pianist. They, they say that almost every piano player in jazz was influenced by him. That's, that's a pretty good credential right there. And, and I don't know that much about real jazz. I mean, if you think real jazz is Kenny G and Yanni, then you're probably not really a jazz aficionado, but uh, everybody that was in his orbit. I've heard their names. Bill Evans, Chick Corea, John Coltrane, and McCoy Tyner is probably the last of his generation to survive, and he's passed away at the age of 81. So there you go. So, uh, how you doing? I'm healthy, washing my hands. Good. Covering this my thing... cough and covering, <clears throat> excuse me, covering my cough, which I'm alarmed at the number of people who still don't cover their coughs, and and I'm 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 speaking up now. I'm not afraid to I'm talk so to, proud perf- of you. to perfect strangers. It's a very awkward position to be in to be to be the cough sheriff. I don't like that I'm the cough sheriff, but I am the cough sheriff. Yeah, because so you were somebody... appointed? Uh, do, you have, do you have a badge? No, no, no. I am I took the, I just, no. I don't yeah. need no stinking badge well, to I need be to, a cop I need, sheriff. I need to see your badge. No, but <laughs> seriously, and people who cough into their hands and then it's like, okay, now go, go wash your hands. You just coughed in the, don't touch that thing now. Man, it's are you very using, frustrating. Are, uh, they say that of all the stocks on the stock exchange, Clorox is, is going gangbusters right now. And yeah, they are, and they are said, the makers of Purell. And I said to this one woman who uh, coughed into her hands, I said, um, I, don't, I don't mean to be forward here, but would you mind washing your hands? And she, you know what she said to me? Don't be so forward. 
No, she said, oh, I'm not afraid of getting it. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I said, wait, that's not even, hello. I said, it's not going to kill you to wash your hands, but it might kill me if you don't wash your hands. Yeah. So well, this mentality, this... this mentality of people who are not worried about this is it just, I just want to slap the hell out of them. Yeah, I I I I'm agree. I agree with you. I I hear these, and I'm sorry, but they're meatheads uh-huh. that are dismissing this whole thing as some kind of a uh, everybody's just a over, overreacting, and it's a yeah. hoax, and it's this and that. Yeah. But but most of the people that are taking that position are meatheads. They're mm-hmm. not scientists, of course. They're not doctors. Yep. And uh, they have no credibility. And I and I would start with the the guy uh, I forget what his name is, but he's mm. he's got this weird looking hair and these ill fitting suits. He, and, yeah, does he have orange skin? Sometimes, yeah, sometimes. Uh, and and I and I don't want to get into that whole thing, but it is appalling to me. I just it, not just the the lack of response and the lateness of the response to this <clears throat> to this pandemic, but. But the blaming of others, you know, mm-hmm. not taking responsibility. The president, yeah. Harry Truman, always had a sign on his desk that said, the, the buck, buck stops here. here. Yep. Mm-hmm. But this guy wants to pass the buck all the time. And, you know, it, ultimately it is it is the guy in charge that has, he needs to go down with his ship. You know? I know. But and Pat, the, why are you so upset about this? This is not new information. This is, you know what I mean? Every time people go, I can't believe, I'm like, really? I can yeah, this is I know. not shocking to me at all. And I'm not a smart what guy. What would you ex- What would you expect? You, you seriously expected something different? No, uh, I'm not an intelligent man. But if I sometimes ask myself, if I was the president, what would I do? And to me, it's always the there's this thing called the Occam's razor. Maybe you've heard. Yes. And, and, and that's what it's the most logical, easiest solution or answer to something is usually the most obvious one. And and to you just stand up there and say, you know what? I don't know what's going on. I, I'm not a scientist, but I want you to I'm going to introduce you to people who do know and then step away and don't comment anymore. You don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. It's so easy. It's such yeah. an easy thing. Right. It is, but again, is that what you expect? We're not. This no. is we're not dealing with anything. But it's an normal. opportunity. It's an opportunity in this year yeah. when he's trying to get reelected. Man, you could you could really look like you are a president here. You could really do and say the right thing, and it doesn't take a lot of brain work to come up with that. But it just, uh, I don't it just think it's going to matter. I don't think it's going to matter. <laughs> he he got elected the first time with not a lot of brain power, so there. I don't well, think it's going to matter. Well, I think it is going to matter because these are human lives we're talking about here. This is not even like 9-11. This is like everybody. I mean, 9-11 basically happened on the East Coast. And while it was horrifying to us here uh, in the other part of the country, <clears throat> uh, we kind of knew what to do. And, and, and we certainly see things that happen at the airport that made it inconvenient and all of that. But... Um, this affects every single person, everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and not just the illness; it's also the you know the the side effects of yeah. people working from home. And and I just flew home last night, and uh, the, the traveling has been 
pretty weird. It's eerily deserted at SeaTac yeah. Airport, and yeah. and uh, that's just a weird feeling. So I'm home for the next couple of weeks. I don't even know if I'm, I'm going to be heading. It. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure I'll be heading back out. Um, but I'm glad to work from home for for a lot of things. Yeah. But yeah. you know, I posted on. Um, nextdoor.com which I love that a lot of people are doing this for others who can't get out and get groceries or medicine or whatever um, I'm going to tell people I'll run those errands for you just let me know got a call from my neighbor this morning told me my baby was gone got a call from my neighbor this morning told me my baby was gone And it's so funny, we have to add the words no charge, (laughs) because there are opportunists right now that are selling toilet paper for $300 on Amazon. I hate that. I'm so... I know. uh, And I've heard a few government officials speak up about this. People who want to prey on a dire situation and and profit from it, Mm -hmm. it's just the worst kind of of evil you can can imagine really mm-hmm. um was... speaking of that uh you know i'm i'm living down here in central oregon i we live in a place called sun river oregon but uh we are near we're basically living in a town called bend oregon and that's where i grew up and you might have heard this uh, broadcast uh the other day this this particular clip and it's not very easy to hear here but uh, this is from CBS News. Many left disappointed as shelves sat empty. Some are too scared to shop. In Bend, Oregon, one woman tweeted that she found an elderly couple in their car in tears because they were afraid to go into the store. And so we had people calling us up asking, was that you and your wife? <laughs> um, you guys, are you the elderly couple? I said, yeah, that was us. It's very embarrassing. Uh, but it actually is part of a pretty sweet story of a woman who, excuse me, overheard this going on and went in, as you know, into the store and did the shopping for them. Mm -hmm. But it's easy to to chuckle at a story like that, but it it is part of not getting good information. Mm -hmm. And we just haven't gotten it. And uh, that is... Well, the responsibility no, I, I, of... I think I think they they were concerned because they they had um, respiratory issues and they were just apparently they were scared. I do too. They were they were scared to go in. So I mean, it's you know which they should be because they're in a high risk group. Um, but anyway, so I but I I don't know if you saw the story about these two guys in in Tennessee who have like seventeen thousand bottles of. Hand, they stockpiled all this hand sanitizer and respirator masks, and now they get they have nowhere to sell them because Amazon uh, is cracking down on pr- price gouging as a result of the coronavirus, and so is eBay. So these guys are just sitting. These here's the irony of the situation. <laughs> these people can't sell them, and people need them. <laughs> Isn't yeah. that just an insane position to be in? I mean, yeah, I'm glad. About... I'm glad that they have seven. They can't sell their seventeen thousand dollars, you know, seventeen thousand bottles of sanitizer right. at a right. high price. But people need them, so it's just. 
um, and of course, crazy. a part. Uh, I, uh, and then we're also told to be uh, thinking about social distancing, which to me sounds like an oxymoron. I mean, <laughs> social means you're interacting with people. You're right. with people, mm-hmm. and now we're but we're social, now we're supposed to be anti-social not, distancing far away. Yeah, um, but this everybody's talking about toilet paper, and and it, they all share this disbelief that you know why toilet paper water yeah i could i get that alcohol certainly uh, <laughs> yeah you know, base, basic foods basic food stuffs and that sort of thing but why toilet paper and i'm not sure i i know the answer to that but this sounds kind of strange but it it is part of uh human uh the human need to know certain things i remember when i was a kid i always wanted to know as many people did how do the astronauts go to the bathroom when they're on on when they're in the capsule? Bang bang, shoot them up, destiny. Bang bang, shoot them up to the moon. Bang bang, shoot them up. One two three. And, uh, and, and in a similar fashion, I started thinking, and, and I, I know this sounds rather disgusting, but what did people do before there was toilet paper? Leaves. I mean, in the, in the, in the thousands and thousands of years before they had that. Well, they had bidets what did they do? back then. They had what? They had bidets back then. Well, that's a relatively new invention, although I think it goes back... The Romans had a form of it, but they I'm didn't just, have any way to I'm propel just the water. I, I'm just kidding. It's a joke. No, no. But it, so I, I, I actually looked it up, and it comes right up on Google if you want to know. Oh God! Uh, things they we they'd use everything: wool, lace, hemp, sponges, grass, ferns, sand, snow, sand. Uh, you, yeah, you don't you, want sand up in there. Well, you don't want to use sandpaper instead of toilet paper, but you do what you got to do. <laughs> And uh, and uh, you always I always used to hear about people using there were there was even a song I think about using the catalog and you'd keep it out in the outhouse. It was not so long ago that I went tripping through the snow out to that house behind my old hound dog, where I'd sit me down to rest like a snowbird on his nest and read the Sears and Roebuck catalog. But in some parts of the world, they use what you have available, which is your hand. Oh, really? Yeah. And then what? Yeah. Well, then there is a custom, I, and I believe this is in the Middle East, in some Middle Eastern countries. It is uh, de rigueur for you, to, if you're going to shake hands with somebody, shake with your right hand. Because the left hand has been used for other business. I'm on a man. paper thing i i just i feel like if people you know you spend most of your day at work so you're using their toilet paper and now if you're going to be at home you're kind of you kind of need to have more than normal but let me ask you a question before you go on with this hang on hang on did you ever steal toilet paper from your workplace of course (laughs) 
And I, and not, I love how quickly and, you answered and that. And not only that, Pat, I took some rolls home with me from the hotel this week. I'm like, just well, to be yeah. safe. So yeah. Do you, do you then, take all those little soaps with you, too? I used to, but I don't anymore. And I had a girlfriend yeah. who also works for the same company I do. She travels in a different area to teach. And I text her. I go, how many rolls of toilet paper are you heading home with from the hotel? She goes, my suitcase <laughs> is packed. So, yeah, we, we stole all the toilet okay. paper from the hotel. But you, but you stop it at taking towels, I hope, yeah, right? no. Okay, all right. So you were saying. I don't remember. Before no. I, somebody rudely interrupted you. I have no you. idea. I can't remember. I'm, I knew I was going to do that. I'm know. sorry. It's okay. We were it talking about was, toilet it paper. It probably wasn't very important, but. It, yeah, no, it was. I, I'm sorry <laughs> I okay. interrupted you, but, but I just had to know. And I love how quickly <laughs> you answered the question. Yeah. 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 I'm proud of you did for you, answering it that Did quick. you ever take toilet paper from work? Um, I don't think and so. And I don't know uh, why. But I, I would, I did take office supplies oh, yeah. a little bit, you know, yeah. pads and uh, that, but uh, it was always for work purposes. They were things I wanted to work at home. Yeah. Those, you know, those yellow lined pads. Yeah, I, love I still those. use those to this I day. I love yeah. those so much. And now. Pens, yeah. paper clips, you know. Typewriter. Uh, one time I took a piano, but I, other than that, I haven't really, you know, <laughs> taken to. No. Yeah, I think that, you know. If somebody tells you they never took anything they're from lying. work, they're lying. They're lying. They're yeah. Lying. I just, so I'm going to head out to the store today. I just got home um, from a trip, and I, I just I need to get, you know, some Oh, you were tripping? Liquor and stuff. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see. I'm going to head out to Fred Meyer and, uh, and see what's still out Are there. Are you using that uh, Purell? stuff i am quite a bit while i'm traveling and and i know they say it's better to soap and water but when you're traveling and and on you know even when like at the parking yeah the SeaTac parking garage when they hand me their key my keys back i hate to yeah. say i'm purelling my keys i'm purelling my steering wheel and all if somebody else has been driving my car like when you park it you know or a valet or whatever. So yeah, I've had I have and I I had the foresight to buy a couple of boxes, a couple of million boxes on Amazon about a month ago. No, mm. I didn't buy a couple million, but I did stock up. I have two or three big, well, you know, you. boxes of, the, of those hand wipes to to use, but I, my hands are so cracked from all this washing and the alcohol. It's not your hands that are cracked. You're cracked. <laughs> that I have to remember to moisturize. You've got to remember yes. to moisturize. So Yes. yes. Now, Always are you uh, social distancing? Are you going out? I know that you have had a lot of... I've been a social distancer my whole life. I know. Nobody wants here's to be the, near here's me. Here's the great thing about this. The Seattle freeze, you know, we, we're well prepared. We social distance anyway. Right. So that's so true. Anyway, so we're fine. But you have um, events that you go to, and and now that you know the the governor says we can't have more than two hundred and fifty people in one spot at a time, um, how, your events are sh are canceled. So you're not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah I had several uh, scheduled in uh, this month, and they they were all shot down. Mm -hmm. So, um, but who decides on that number? Two fifty, two hundred? No, wait, fifty. I mean, it's so arbitrary. I don't know. I, I get the idea of it, and I and apparently scientists, doctors, uh, can demonstrate that if you impose these kind of measures, uh, the the peak will not be as high as it would be if we just let the virus run its course without any any kind of action at all. So I, I understand the reason for doing it, but boy, it impacts everybody, mm -hmm. everybody. I mean. 
You know, I'm a big baseball fan. The Mariners season is postponed at least two mm-hmm. weeks. And and I made the joke to somebody. I said, hey, if you want to avoid large crowds, go to the Mariners game in July. <laughs> but but they, uh, th- so the, all these players, they're going to get their money. No problem there. But what about the vendors? What about the people in the, uh, the parking lots? What about... Uh, well- uh, the staff, the the groundskeepers, all these folks that are, and all the businesses around the stadium, they're all going to take a blow too. Well, so there's there's nobody that's not going to be affected by this. And this is why I I say it's not like nine eleven. This is bigger than that. Well, one of the nice things is you can really see what people are made of. And uh, Mark Cuban, who owns the Mavericks, uh, Dallas Mavericks, yeah, Dallas Mavericks, he. Yeah immediately, immediately stepped up to talk about how he was going to reimburse those employees that were going to be affected by uh, the the basketball games yeah. being postponed or March Madness or whatever, the playoffs. And he, I, I just think that's just wonderful. Didn't even bat an eye. He just said, we're going to reimburse, we're going to make sure that those, yeah. cu- those employees are paid. And also... Um, the employees who shop at the um, the small businesses in in uh, locally in Texas, I, he's going to help there as well. And you know what's so striking? I don't know if you saw the article about the Whole Foods CEO. I don't even know his name, but he's just a horse's ass because he said he said, "Hey, hey, Whole Foods employees, here's an idea. Now, if you have some vacation, you should donate it to the people who are sick. So, because you know they might use up all their sick days, and you should do- donate your vacation days to cover them." And they're mm-hmm. all like, "And by the way, we're changing our name to a Whole." Yeah, Foods. and everybody was just like, "Are you, are you shitting me?" You you have about fifteen billion dollars lying around on your coffee table, and you want us to give up our vacation to a sick employees? What if we get sick and then we have no? It just it was incredulous. So you've got yeah. you've got people like Mark Cuban on one side, and then you have people like the horse's ass that is the CEO at Whole Foods. <laughs> and it's just yeah. it's it like you said, it seems to be pretty simple. To think the yeah. way Mark Cuban thinks, or the way you think, or it just seems simple, but it's not. The people don't. People do not automatically do the right thing. Well, as you said, they really do reveal yes. themselves. I yes. think it was Maya Angelou yes. who said, uh, "If somebody tells you, if somebody shows uh, you who, who they, they are, are, believe them. Believe them. Yeah, it it really does uh, underline the difference between." Just being in charge and real leadership, yeah. for sure. Now, are you purelling a lot? Um, are you? You've, yeah, you've got I am. a lot of supplies. Yeah. You all stocked up on that. Why are you? Yes, I do. Why are you purelling? You're not even going out of your house, are you? I know, but it's a good habit to, to have, <laughs> I guess. And I do go to the grocery store. Yeah. And, uh, of course, I go to my uh, the Trump rallies and uh, <laughs> go to my Menza Society meetings and things like that. Of course. Uh, but but uh, I. Uh, what was I going to say? I don't know. See, Purell. Now, I've lost my Purell. memory. I put too much. Oh, we've, we're making our own Purell here at home. You're making your own. Uh, I've heard of yeah, people doing it, that. What are you making yours out of? We we used, uh, uh, and, and all of these items are hard to find now of in course, addition to Purell. Yes. But uh, at the at the time, last, last week, we made a concoction of, um, and you can get on the internet and find out how to do this. We used uh, aloe vera, and then we used, one, it's got to be at least 
alcohol, and this is isopropyl alcohol, and you mix those two things together. We put them in little squeeze bottles that we got got at the Dollar Tree, and oh. uh, and it, and it's they're all over the house. Wow. And, yeah, it's a good That's habit. That's very good of you. I'm impressed that you're taking st- you're being proactive. Yeah, it's not like instead me. Instead of curling, you curling know. up in the corner and going, we're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> that, uh, the, this story probably began for many Americans when they started seeing these deaths yeah. in this life care center in Kirkland, Washington. 15 miles from me. And, uh, and as soon as they showed that life care center uh, on, on television, I said, oh, my gosh, I know that mm-hmm. place. This is where uh, my wife's father passed away oh, in that very same wow. place. It is essentially a, a, a hospice, I believe, mm-hmm. as much as a place where people are brought to recover from things. So you do have extremely compromised health-wise people in, in this facility. But that made it particularly chilling because it, it was a place that we knew and really, really would rather not think about mm-hmm. again. Uh, and it's astounding to me that Washington State is ground zero for this stuff, far yeah, exceeding the deaths of any place else in the United it's States. It's true, and it's it's interesting, as you know, because I travel a lot and I meet people, and you often say, where are you from? And I used to be very proud, and I'm not, not that I'm not anymore, but I used to be like, yeah, I'm from Seattle, and now I'm very cautious about telling people that I'm from Seattle because they take about a half a step back. Now, when I yeah, tell I bet. Them that I I'm bet. from Seattle, so well, everybody admonishes us because, as you, as I think I mentioned on our last podcast, we're going to try to sell our house here in Central Oregon and move back to uh, to Western Washington. And people said, "Oh, that's good thinking. That's really good thinking. <laughs> Run toward a pandemic." <laughs> well, you know what? It's going to creep down anyway, so you might as well just save it some time and just head into it. Just head yeah. right into the yeah, store. Yeah, why not? Although I do have a uh, an annual doctor's visit scheduled for this next week, and I'm going to cancel that. I, I don't see any point to go. It, they say don't do elective surgery, yes, and I figure I heard that an annual an annual an annual is elective, so I'm not. I, I heard I'm that last that. night on the on my drive home on the news that now no more elective surgeries which what would that include is that like are they talking like a nose job and a boob job or what what else well for my in my case it's a penis reduction but <laughs> i'm sorry i'm i'm going to cut that out of the podcast no please don't cut no, that no no but it, it's it's <laughs> like if if somebody says you should have back surgery cuz you're in a little bit of pain but it's not urgent and you, that's it's manageable elective? pain. That's a, see, that doesn't sound elective to me. If you're, well, if is. you I have mean, back you, pain you could, if and you can, back surgery. If you can live with it, if you can handle the pain, then why not that wait a while? That doesn't sound elective. I'm thinking things like bunions. Like you, bunions are horrible. <laughs> I know. They I are. know. I've never had one, but they're not, have, they're, they're very I painful. I had two of them. And yeah, I had bunions. Where were they? On your feet? <laughs> actually had one on my nose so i know that was super painful (laughs) so no i'm serious that elective surgery to me is stuff that you don't need to have done you have to have your back if you're in pain you gotta have back surgery no but i'm just it's my brother i'm referring to and he's decided to postpone it because he's it's manageable you know but it would be nice to have zero pain someday 
and 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 I'm of the opinion that if you have if you're contemplating back surgery, please please really think it through. I I know too many horror stories of post back surgery, oh, yeah. uh, unpleasantness that I that I that I can count. So. Okay, I have one more. I don't know if you heard about this these other horses ass. <laughs> That is the, um, uh, he is the governor of Oklahoma. Oklahoma, <laughs> where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. He decides to post on Twitter, hey, eating with my kids and all my fellow Oklahomans at the Collective OKC. It's packed tonight. And he's also an anti-vaxxer. And, uh, mm-hmm. he actually took the tweet down, um, because not because he was smart enough no, to take he, it down, but because yeah, he, of he the had the reaction. But I mean, just that tweet alone should tell you everything you need to know about how he approaches matters of public health and safety and and how many people he's probably endangering because then they'll go, oh, well, if he thinks it's safe, then I'm going to head. I don't know. I just I think so <laughs> people are so reckless. But what a horse's ass. This has been the horse's yes, ass. Yes, it show. has. I'm, I'm just astonished. At, at how many horses' asses are out there, and and here's yeah, the th- and it's really it's really not fair to horses. <laughs> Hello, I'm Mister Satan. <laughs> and here's the really? thing: that's it's like they've always been there. You just didn't know, but now you're like, oh, oh. they're unmasked. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Hey, let's uh, let me uh, let's get off of this. Although we could certainly spend and should justifiably spend our time talking talking about this business, but I, I wanted to mention a couple other things that uh, have uh, crossed my desk, have come in over the transom, if you will, to get this house ready to sell. We hired a company to come in and clean the house. I mean, deep cleaning. And boy, did it need it. <laughs> You've been, you know, I wish that was I'm funny. I'm kidding. You guys are a very no, neat house. It's horrible. It was horrible. You don't know how dirty your house is well, until somebody mean? comes in and cleans it up. Really? Yeah, just dust. I mean, it's like, really, that's your, one of the big. Is your floor a completely different color now? <laughs> yeah. We we thought it was carpet. We we It turns out to be hardwood. We didn't know. Yeah, no, your dust is a pisser, man. Did I, I ever tell you about the woman who came into our house? We had just finished this house, and we had this beautiful hardwood put on the floors. And this woman, a friend of Patty's, comes in the house and says, Gee, that 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 floor looks great. Uh, how, uh, the, how did you get linoleum to look so much like hardwood? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After we'd spent big bucks on it. Uh, anyway, my point was that so we hired these house cleaners. Mm-hmm. And uh, they come in, and they've been—they're called extreme clean. And we—and we're leaving. So we leave our house. We take our dogs with us. Mm-hmm. Dog hair, of course, is one big right. thing when, when you have dogs. But uh, so they come in, and we—and they look like a SWAT team. We see them driving <laughs> towards our house. There's like three or four vans, and there's serious-looking people. Canisters. We can see through the, oh yeah, <laughs> and it's extreme clean, and they're coming in. We're and. And they wanted to charge us a thousand dollars to clean our house, wow. which is a lot of dough. And uh, we said, "Man, that they, is a is... lot of dough." Do they even clean the grass? Jeez, and the trees. I, well, they should. But, That's but, a you know, lot we, of money. 
but they were highly recommended by our real estate person. So we said, okay, let's 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 bring them on in. Thousand dollars. Do they really clean like the? I'm sure you're going to get to this, but like the walls and the cabinets and the ceiling and I mean, seriously, are they cleaning every square inch of your house? That's that's the uh, that's the implication. Okay. And they uh, they came in. They had somebody come in initially and look the place over, and that's where they came up with the thousand dollars. It's this ridiculous figure. Yeah, it was and like your house is not one thousand and one dollars and forty cents. You know, it was. <laughs> <laughs> just round it off what what is that really it was that yeah. a weird amount a it was random some amount goof, yeah a real weird <laughs> amount i can see clearly now the rain is gone don't forget to do the windows i can see all obstacles in my way so they come in and, and we're feeling we're pretty good god they're they've been at it for a long time Six hours. Oh, Jesus. So you took the dogs and left, or did you stay while they were cleaning? No, no. We left with the dogs. Okay. And I, I can't remember what we did with the dogs. We just drove around and took them to a dog park, and we went and had lunch. And we just, you know, we we stalled. And then finally we got word, okay, we're finished. We can come home now. And we go in to the house. And, you know, I'm a guy. I don't know. It's my initial reaction is, hmm, it smells good in here. This, they, it sounds like they did a really good job. Patty comes in, my wife, and she says, what's this? Oh, my God, they didn't even clean that. Look at this. And she runs her finger over something, and there's dust coming off. And the more we look, the crappier we realize the job they have done is. What? It's just terrible. They they. It's like I could have done a better job in a half an hour and uh and we're really upset and are they gone by now are they still there yeah they're gone okay they're gone on to clean another house or not clean another house or not yeah and so we uh we said that this is this is not acceptable the thousand dollars for this 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 is not working so uh we we call up the the real estate person and tell them we're very dissatisfied with the work that was done here. Yeah. And then subsequently the president or the, the you know, the manager or whoever he is of the house cleaning company, extreme clean calls us up mm-hmm. and he is, uh, and he sounds very good. He does a very nice job. He said, well, we have, uh, we have really never had, uh, this sort of complaint before we pride ourselves on the work we do. We hire the very best people. We try to be very thorough, blah and, blah, uh, blah, blah, and blah, blah blah blah, and we are uh, we are going to we would love to reschedule another subsequent cleaning with you and make this right. We want to make oh, this right. That's good. Yeah, I thought that's really good. Yeah. And then so a couple of days later, uh, and we're getting ready. We have it scheduled this the second house cleaning coming, and then we get word. Uh, uh, indirectly from i guess it was from the real estate person again who said that the guy told them that he said you know the the thing is as you know uh my wife and i uh she's uh, pregnant and her pregnancy is a, a difficult one and 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 we're we're just trying to save our baby right now, okay? What? And and some of our other oh employees Oh my god. We're we're homesick. Oh. And another of our best employees is pregnant right now and we just and uh, we just uh Oh my god. We just didn't uh 
we just were didn't have enough hands on deck oh and he's God. singing he's singing the blues and and somehow that just sort of changed everything i oh. i was i was simultaneously sympathetic and also apoplectic and i thought you know what uh, we canceled the second cleaning and we said no you know what we don't want you don't don't need to come and clean again um, but we would like you to adjust the price and, uh, and then we didn't hear from him for a couple of days. And then we got a bill in the mail, and it was like 65 bucks. Wow. And I said, I said, Patty, pay this right away before they have a chance to think about it. Yeah. Pay this bill immediately. Yeah. And we did. So wow. uh, they knew they did a lousy job, and, and uh, it, it's rare to uh, for either of us to be that ob- object object that hard about something mm-hmm. like this, but the money was substantial and the and the job was extremely derelict. Mm-hmm. It was not, and so we ultimately uh, we got justice of a sort. Although I don't even know what the sixty nine dollars was for, but that's oh just no, a I don't think it was sixty nine dollars. I think it was sixty nine dollars and twenty one cents. <laughs> now that I think about it, yeah, yeah, processing fee. So there's that. Okay, uh, another thing I wanted to tell you. I don't know if I ever told you this story, and, and stop me. And I know people say this, but really, truly stop I me do. if I have. I always because, do. Because if I told it to you, I've probably told it on this podcast, and, and I don't want people to have to sit through it again. But I was thinking about that life care center in Kirkland, and I rem- and Patty's dad, and she lost both of her parents within months of each other. And it's been such mm. a long time ago now. We can't believe it. It's yeah. been over 10, year, 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, but what we discovered with them, and, and they got pretty elderly. Uh, her dad lived to be 95 and her mom 89. And as happens with a lot of older folks, uh, they get confused. Uh, not everybody, but you, it's just part of the, the cycle of life. And you start... You're like a car, and it starts sputtering a little bit, and it doesn't start as easily as it used to. And I know what story went. I know what story you're going to tell, um, which you have told before, but tell it again because it's a it's a good one. I know where you're well, going. Well, maybe it's the gun okay. story, right? No, 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 no. It's a different oh, story. Okay. Well, yeah. now you have to tell the gun story, too. Well, see. Well, okay. Um, I'll, I'll try to be quick about this. So what would happen is we'd get these calls all the time, and, the, and they had a cat named Tiger. And and we'd get this call in the middle of the day, and they'd say, We can't find Tiger. He's gone. He's, he must have gotten out of the house. So we'll go over to the house, and you do a good and then t- we'll, we'll find Tiger under the bed, or he's, you know, in a closet or somewhere. Yeah. And uh, so one time... We we had them staying at a residence inn. I can't remember why. I think they had a medical appointment, and we thought it would be easier uh, rather than drive from their house, which was some ways away. We'll just go to this residence inn, which is was right nearby the medical facility. Mm-hmm. So they're staying overnight in the uh, in the residence inn, and they have the cat Tiger with them. And uh, and, t- and Tiger was a terrible name for this cat. First of all, he's black and white. <laughs> Looks nothing like a tiger, but I mean, we could have called him Puma or Panther or something like that. But at any rate, so we get, you know, I come to pick them up. We're, we got a, a specific time we're supposed to be at the doctor's office. And, and, and I hear, we can't leave now. What, what? 
We can't leave. Yeah, we can't find Tiger. <laughs> what? Well, he's got to be in here somewhere, doesn't he? Well, we can't find him. We've looked everywhere. We can, we've looked under the bed. We've looked in the in the closet, and uh, I think he got out. Aww. I said, now look, now look, folks. You know he's always hiding somewhere. He doesn't go out. He doesn't even. He's not even inclined to want to go out. So he's in here somewhere. Well, well we can't find him. I think he's got. I said, look, we got this appointment. Let's go. So I get them out, and I get them into the car, and I realize, oh, shoot, I forgot my phone. I'll be right back. And I go back into the uh, unit that they're staying in, and I pick my phone up, and I'm just about to go out the door, and I hear, meow, meow. I'm saying, what? Where's that coming from? I don't do a very good cat noise. No, you don't. You do a lot of other good voices. You even do a good, you do an old lady voice better than you do a cat. How is that possible? <laughs> How is that even possible? <laughs> oh, I, got the, could... I just came down with the coronavirus. Dang it. Dang it. I, I better hurry this story. Anyway, so I the noise is getting louder as I go towards the kitchen. And I open up the refrigerator. No. There's the cat. No. He's in the refrigerator. Are you yeah. freaking kidding me? No, I'm not. He, he got what? in the refrigerator. Yeah, they must have been getting something out of the refrigerator oh and they left the door open. Oh, God. They turned away. Poor little he, thing. Yeah, he, he was pretty crisp. Oh, poor baby. How long was I he in there? Oh, well, I don't know. No more than a week. <laughs> but. Jesus. Christ. No, he probably was in there, you know, very Jesus. short period of time. Maybe half an Maybe. hour. <laughs> I know. Jeez. It's so pathetic. How it, cold is a refrigerator now that you mention it? It's, it's above, it's what, 40, 45 degrees? Yeah, isn't it in the 40s? Yeah, yeah I think 40s. It, you, you don't want stuff freezing Poor in baby. there. baby, so. good thing he, had a, he has fur. It was the coldest days of my life. I had to run for cover, yeah, yeah. And, and a, uh, another friend of mine, uh, this is just a horrible story. No, but it had no, a happy, no, I, I don't want to hear it then. It had a happy no, ending. It had a happy ending. Oh, God. Okay. I it's can't it's take the it. story. I won't go into details, but uh, it's the cat got into the dryer story. And uh, he was uh, pretty messed up. He was, he tumbled for a while, but uh, but he survived. And. Yeah, but it was it was it was a pretty lengthy recovery, and it was so traumatic for the for the owner of the cat that he just still can't talk about it. So these things happen. So we got to take care of our animals. And I guess all all I'm saying is, when you get to be a certain age, um, cats cats and dogs can provide wonderful companionship. But uh, it's good to check in on them for a third party to check in to make sure everything's going okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Here's something that happened to me, uh, happened to my wife the other day. She was, she has these great shoes. She's got like four pairs of these Zoo Lily shoes. And she wears them all the time. She loves them. And she goes into a store and a woman goes, oh, those are beautiful shoes. I love those. She says, well, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, those are cute. Can I try them on? 
And I, I know, thinking, and I know Patty, and I know she yes. let her. Oh yeah, she did <laughs> for sure. She let her. We're we're about the same size. <laughs> I wanna put on my, 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 my And I'm thinking only women yep. would do that. Yep. Only women would ask that question. Only women mm-hmm. would say okay. Yeah. You'd never see a guy. Hey, them are good-looking boots, Larry. Can I try them on? <laughs> Not gonna happen. And that's one. It's just one of the many reasons I love women so much. They're so much cooler than guys. That's very. They funny. really are. That's very funny. That's good. Uh, boy, I think we've come to the end of the road. And guess what? I've done it again. You don't have a joke. I don't have a joke. What's the matter with me? Now I thought you had. Um... I know you've got a couple of books, but I thought you had yeah. one book that was like the big book of jokes. Like let me the old let me go over there and maybe I'll get lucky. Okay. Well, here's what I'm saying: is just grab the book and just do a random flip. Like, okay, flip a page open. That's a good and, idea. And do it, or let okay. me pick a number and then t- okay. you tell me how many pages are okay. in the book. The book is in a shelf right over here. Okay, not very far away. And then that's a great idea. And then I'll just pick a I number. I keep forgetting to do this. I know. I don't know. It's like the the fundamental moment of our show. It's the only reason we it's, do. I know people just are dying podcast. to hear these jokes, and I'm never ready. I can't even find my best joke book. Where is it? <laughs> Uh, hang on, I'm almost there. Patty probably has this is it. Really embarrassing. Yeah, and oh, once you find it, here's a book. It's going to be covered here's with a dust. Book that purports to be, and the title of it is, the greatest joke book of, ever. Uh, that's what I said. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, and how how long? I have to tell you, it it really is doesn't deliver. How many? <laughs> what? How many pages is it? It is okay. It is, this is a good idea, Lisa. Okay. It is 338 pages. All right, so I'm going to choose a random number. Okay. How many jokes do you think you have told out of this book, do you think? <laughs> Lots. And is a lot it, of is them. it one, pa- one joke per page, or is it several jokes per page? Several jokes per page. Okay. So I'm going to pick a page. I'm going to pick page number 78. And... 78, mm-hmm. did you say? And I would like okay. you to, to read the last joke on that page. Oh, man. It's only a one-liner. Oh, really? <laughs> well, good, because we're almost you out of like, time. You won't like this. Do it anyway. You won't like this. It comes in different sections. Mm-hmm. And this, I'm, I'm, this, is, uh, it, this is an entire section of blonde jokes. Oh, blonde so jokes. So it's very why anti say, me, me too. Why do you wait? What do you mean? Well, it's it's me too has nothing to do with blonde jokes. Uh, I think it does. Really? It, it suggests that women who are blonde are dumb. Right, but you know the Me Too movement isn't isn't about being dumb. It's about being victimized. Uh, it's about. I think it's. I think it's. Uh, we don't have a. It, I don't think we have an equal category of joke for dumb men. Yeah, we do. Like the dumb jocks. Yeah, well, this book doesn't include that. Oh. <laughs> so, so I love your idea. I really do. But let me, let, how about this? Before we go into this, because it's not a very good joke anyway. I just looked at it. Okay. Uh, here, are the, here are the categories. Airplanes, bars and booze. I love bars The battle and booze. of the sexes. I love bars blondes. and booze. Okay, bars and booze. Okay, so there, the pages of that category run from page 7 
Yeah, I mean it's it's like uh, it's like thirty pages of jokes. Okay, here. seven to th- okay. So I'll pick page number twenty-two. Twenty-two. Okay. Twenty-two. All right. Okay, I remember this. I think I might have told this joke before, but it's a good one. Okay, good. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> I think it's pretty good. A man got pulled over by a cop because he was weaving in and out of the lanes, and the cop got out of his car, and he asked the driver to blow into a breathalyzer tube so the cop could check his alcohol level. The driver replied, Oh, no, officer, I can't do that. I have really bad asthma, and if I do that, I'll have an asthma attack, and I would probably die. Mm, that's a good reason. Oh, okay, said the officer. Well, let's go down to the station, and you can urinate into a cup to check your alcohol level that way. The guy said, Oh, no, I can't do that either, because, see, I'm a diabetic. And if I urinate, my blood sugar level will go down so low I might die. All right, fine. That sounds like let's, a jerk. <laughs> let's, go to the, let's go to the station, then, and we'll take a blood test to check your alcohol level. I can't do that either. See, I'm a hemophiliac. And I'd never stop bleeding if you draw blood from me. So just, the, this guy's the voice, says, this guy's voice is just super annoying. I don't know. He just seems really <laughs> annoying to me. But go ahead. That's my that's my actual voice, Lisa. And in, in a final attempt, the officer said, "All right, then, just step outside of your car and walk down this white line for me." I can't. I can't do that either, officer. And why not? Oh, because I'm drunk. <laughs> yeah. I forgot what the punchline was. That's a good one. <laughs> to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. (laughs) Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.